0: You know, I can leave my job with relative comfort because I, I know that my mortgage is paid, continue to save at a very high rate, that uh, we continue to you know conserve capital, and uh, you know you can do that if you set the proper foundation.
1: Welcome to the House Hacking Success Podcast, where you'll learn the path to free rent and financial freedom through real estate, featuring your hosts Brad Labrie and Drew Klingler. What's up, everybody? It's your host, Bradley LaBrie, and today I want to talk about the podcast sponsor, Rentometer. Whether you already have an established rental business or analyzing your first rental deal, you know that getting the rent right is crucial to lowering investment risk and optimizing your rental income. That's why the go-to source for rent data is Rentometer. Property investors and property managers rely on Rentometer because it is the fastest and easiest way to access quality rent data for addresses and neighborhoods anywhere in the United States. You can also research current local comps, trends, and property data. Don't take our word for it. Rentometer analyzes over 500,000 rents per month and gets rave reviews from customers. My property manager, myself, and my clients all use Rentometer anytime we are looking to purchase a new property to know exactly what we can get for our properties. Go to rentometer.com today to get your seven day free trial and save up to 60%. Grow your rental business smarter with Rentometer.
2: What's up, everybody? Real quick before we start the show. If you go down to the description or the show notes for this podcast episode, there's a link and that's going to send you to a page that you can download our free ebook on. This ebook is really good. Brad wrote it and it covers everything that you need to know about house hacking in a very structured order so you can put all the pieces together. All right. Enjoy the show. Welcome to House Hacking Success. Today, we're going to talk to Brad about his recent successes and how his foundations were built on house hacking. Brad, how are you doing today?
0: Great, man. I'm uh, excited to be here. It's It's been a little bit. It's been an incredibly busy year for me. So I haven't been as engaged with uh, house hacking success in the community as I was for a long time there, but it's a lot of fun. And uh, I think this episode is going to be incredible.
2: Yeah, I know. You used to call me uh, two times a week. Now you only call me once a week. So <laughs> and, I don't know what's then, going on with that, man.
0: And then I got to <laughs> hang up on you because I got <laughs> phone calls coming in.
2: Oh yeah, well it's it's good to see. So talk a little bit about what's going on right now. I know you got some big news, and you're breaking some big news today. What's up with that?
0: I think the idea of today is, you know, I've always been very mindful of laying the right foundation, and so now that I've begun to pour gasoline on the fire with you know private money and a lot of the things that we're doing now in flipping and having a legitimate company around flipping properties, you know that stuff comes down the road, and that stuff comes with experience. That stuff comes with understanding what you're doing, but laying. The right foundation, I think, is something I was very, very mindful of. And every time I come in contact with anyone that is new to real estate investing or sort of wants to understand house hacking. I'm always very diligent about telling them. Listen, we have to properly set the right foundation, and so that's really what I want to dig deep on today. We'll talk about some of the things that I've gotten into. You know, like I said, we we're gotten in the commercial space, and so I'm in outdoor storage. Uh, we have office space. We have a warehouse now. I started a legitimate construction company that sort of uh, helps us with all of our flips you know we've taken on you know a lot of private money to fund all of our flips it's 100% financing right and we can talk about ways to go about finding those kind of people and and developing those right relationships and all of that but that all comes from setting the right financial foundation um setting yourself up to you know if you're in your early to mid to late 20s or whatever what i always told myself was listen you know my early 20s i got to lay the foundation for my early 30s to explode right and That's always what I thought. I always thought I would leave my corporate job or, you know, my job at General Motors in my 30s. And I left it, you know, at 28, you know, a few years before I thought I would. And that all comes from it'll happen quicker than you probably think but you also have to take the time to properly lay the right foundation. Otherwise you end up like a lot of people I I see that get out ahead of themselves and they end up getting crushed and I see it a lot. So I'm really excited to really talk about the foundation aspect of it, why we really love house hacking and the biggest benefit, not only does it get you into investing, but it helps you lay that proper foundation.
2: Yeah. So what kind of things do you have going on right now? What big events have happened over the last year that you feel have just propelled you closer to your goals?
0: You know, a lot of things, you know, I tend to take on a lot of great partners I mean, like you and I, you know, we've really felt a great partnership with this and helped a lot of people. And I, I tend to seek out those sort of people in, in every endeavor that I do. And that's what helps me to propel as fast as I have. But really, you know, the thing that, again, that set me up for this great year that my wife and I have had was five house hacking, you know, and all those years of compounding, you know not paying a mortgage every month, compounding those and taking that money saved and reinvesting it into whether it's real estate deals, whether it's into our savings account so that we could take on hundred percent financing, right? You know, like there are a lot of things that we look at, like what's going to maximize our ROI in the sense that, you know, what's going to help us build that foundation the fastest. And at one point it was house hacking, right? So we, so we house hacked and we built a portfolio and then we realized, all right, we, we got this great portfolio. Now let's start to conserve money into our bank accounts so that we can take on hundred percent financing and start to legitimately have a flipping company. And so now we have that, right. And, and we're doing, you know, right now we have two going on. We're under contract for another one. So like we, you know, we we're we have a legitimate flipping company and that, That's sourced and funded by a private partner. He's my lawyer. And so, you know, he funds the whole deals. He saw my track record. He saw our track record. You know, this is year five house hacking. We have a portfolio. We have. A legitimate real estate company as far as sales, you know we and, and he saw the track record of success that we do in every endeavor we do, and then the track record of flipping I mean this wasn't our first flip, right, and so he saw that over the years and he began to fund us, but again, it all comes back to laying that foundation, eliminating your mortgage payment, house hacking, learning the ins and outs of being a landlord, learning the ins and outs of being an entrepreneur, uh, and that all comes back to house hacking right and and same thing you know with with this commercial property. That we just bought. The idea was always, we're going to find something that will essentially pay for itself. So we're going to use part of the building, but we have outdoor storage that pays the note, right? We have the brokerage, you know, that's going to pay for the office space. We have the construction company that's going to pay for the, you know, the warehouse, And and all these sorts of things, you know, you take that same aspect of house hacking and you apply it to commercial. You apply it to flipping property. You apply it to any business endeavor you go into, and it really sets you up the right foundation to be successful no matter what you do in life.
2: Yeah, let's talk about the commercial property and what your plans are. How did you end up acquiring that property? You know, what what's the setup? You showed me. I got uh, the outdoor tour of it, but you know, how are you kind of hacking that property? Because it looks like you got a couple different hacks going on inside of that property, and then. What are you personally using it for?
0: You know, it's a little bit over an acre outdoor storage. So, you know, right now they have individual, like whether it's camper and trailers or trucks or whatever they rent out to individuals. I plan on renting to, leasing to one company. So there's an electrical company that that works specifically for the government. They do government contract jobs. Uh, they're going to rent the entire space for probably three or four years. So we're kind of in negotiations right now to them take the entire Thing. So I only have one person that I deal with, rather than individuals, and they're going to be there for you know, like I said, three or four years at a time. And so, you know, that right there alone pays for the note on the property. Just leasing that space out, and above and beyond that, we have the real estate brokerage that's in the office space, right? And that's going to pay for the tax and insurance, and obviously more than that uh, as well. But you know, that's there, and then. The warehouse space that used to be for warehouse, you know, that's going to hold all of our supplies. So we're now buying in bulk for our flip company. We're buying windows in bulk. We're buying lumber in bulk. We're buying, you know, just material for every job that we'll repetitively use. And, you know, we obviously get discounts for that. So flooring, right? If you can save 20% per job on flooring, that stuff really compounds, you know. And if you do that for flooring and windows and all of this, you can, you know, you're looking at thousands of dollars per flip they can pocket. And so, you know, that'll house that, that that'll house, you know, we just bought a dump trailer. So, you know, a 10 yard dump trailer, it'll help us lower our costs for buying large 40 yard dumpsters, right? You know, like what you might need one, but then instead of paying, you know, $1,500 in dumpsters, we cut that down to $500 in dumpsters and it helps us move it around the properties on wheels, things like that. So we're really starting to be mindful of saving money in areas that we can save money, And also having a top notch, you know, we want to have a great reputation in this area for the quality product that we put in there. And so we want to buy that quality product in bulk so that we can lower our costs, but give the consumer a top notch. Quality so that when you know economic downturns come, people are still coming to us, knowing that they're going to get top-notch quality. You know, other agents in the area, and other uh, you know people in the area that want homes done and done right, they're going to know that we're the ones that come to. So that's really what we've been focused on with the flipping company is uh, having that, getting that warehouse space, being able to buy in bulk, saving you know a percentage on that, so that we can still maintain a high quality in our flips, no matter how high some of these materials go. Um, so, so that's the idea with the property. Uh, it's, it's five and a half acres on a class a road. So, you know, it's a really good property. I'm going to buy long-term. I I bought it on seller financing. Again, another relationship that I developed, it was actually after my first flip, I partnered with this individual and went on to sort of start buying out his portfolio. So he's been a great resource and it just shows that relationships above all else is what benefits you the most in real estate.
2: Absolutely. So, how much of an impact do you think that the foundations that you've built had on getting you to where you are? I mean, you started off, you know, doing a couple flips, you house hacked, you converted a three unit into a four unit. How much of an impact did those have to get you to where you are? Could you have done it without doing those foundational steps first? So,
0: you know, I left my job earlier this year. We had our first car- our first kid earlier this year. So we're house hacking a uh, side-by-side duplex now with an infant. And, you know, all those things combined, there's no way I could have left my job if we hadn't set that foundation, you know, and, and, and honestly, it was way sooner than I thought I would uh, originally, but you know, if you lay that proper foundation, you know, you can do it. And you know, we're kind of proof of that. We're proof that you can house hack with kit, you know, you as well, you, you and your mm-hmm. wife, you know, you have a kid as well. Um, and, and it's doable and you can do it in relative comfort. We don't necessarily think we're sacrificing that much. I mean, we have 1250 square foot two bedroom, you know, and we have great, uh, you know, great tenants next door. We have you know a large yard. We have a dog. We you know we we like to think that we're living uh, you know a decent lifestyle while house hacking, while eliminating our mor- mortgage. And because I did that, I can go buy a commercial property. You know, that's obviously a lot more expensive than traditional you know single family home or whatever. You know, I can leave my job with relative comfort because I I know that my mortgage is paid. Continue to save at a very high rate. Now uh, we continue to you know conserve capital, and uh, you know you can do that if you set the proper foundation.
1: What's up, everybody? Let's take a quick minute and talk about Rent Ready. Are you new to house hacking and wondering how you find tenants and collect rent, especially while trying to maintain professional boundaries and a shared living space? Rent Ready can help you manage your house hack setup. For less than nine dollars a month, you can do it all. Fill rooms quickly with sites like Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist with a free professionally designed listing page. Find high quality tenants with TransUnion certified background checks, electronically send, signed, and store leases, and collect rent for the entire lease, or set up month-to-month charges. For your tenants, they use RentReady's app to complete the application, sign their lease, and pay you rent. They can even submit maintenance requests from the app instead of knocking on your door. Even better, Rent Ready is unlimited, so you don't have to pay per unit or per tenant, just one flat price, which puts more money in your pocket. And speaking of putting more money in your pocket, Rent Ready has given our listeners a discount to get 50% off any Rent Ready plan when you sign up using our special code SUCCESS at RentReady.com. That's R E N T R E D I dot com using code SUCCESS for 50% off any Rent Ready plan. All right, let's get back to the episode. And uh, you know, you can do that if you set the r- proper foundation.
2: Absolutely, I mean, it it opens up the doors to so many different things, right? Everything that you've done has been in the path of real estate, and it's always kind of interconnected. Like you went from doing a house hack where you rehabbed a property to flipping houses and becoming an agent, and from being an agent, you started a brokerage and a house flipping company. And you're sort of house hacking or commercial building hacking this new property. Everything has been interconnected and kind of builded off each other, built off each other. And the cool thing about it, like house hacking is like you're double downing on real estate, and that's awesome. And you're crushing it. And there's probably a lot of people here that might not want to do, you know, as many things in real estate. They just see that real estate's the tool to get them their freedom. Well, you know, real estate is also a way to start whatever business that you want to start without taking on risk because if you can cut out your rent, your mortgage payment and you can save, you know, thousands of dollars a year especially with this day and age when you can start businesses online, you can use that money funneled into starting a business and take on almost no risk. And it doesn't have to be real estate, but there is a lot of opportunity to grow inside of real estate when you start house hacking, if that's what you want to do.
0: 100%. Yeah. And I think a lot of times that's lost because when you decide to house hack, you know, obviously there's a level of anxiety, first of all, You're buying a property that is intended to be an investment, right? So you want the best deal. It's no longer about what's personally going to fit you, you and your situation the best, like a single family home. It's about, you know, am I going to make the return that I want? You know, I'm putting a large chunk of money, even if that's 3% down. I mean, that's a lot of times people's life savings, right? So there's a level of anxiety there. But overall, if you can look at this as, listen, this is helping me build the track record. I want to get to here, but people aren't gonna fund me if I don't have a track record, right? The right people aren't going to fund me. I tell people all the time, like, I think that finding money is relatively speaking easy. You know, I know that doesn't sometimes feel that way, you know, to to beginners, but once you get into the realm of real estate, you realize that there's a lot of money out there, and there are a lot of vultures out there looking to give money to unsuspecting people, right? Um, So, you know, I see it all the time, people getting screwed by, you know, hard money, private money, whatever that is. So, you know, there is a lot of money out there. There are very few partners that you're going to want to partner with if you want to continue with a high, you know, have a high reputation, high character company like I do. You have to be very choosy with who you take money from too, right? And so the people that you're going to want to partner with in that way, in that realm, they're going to want to see some serious progress. They're going to want to see some serious, you know, a foundation. They're going to want to see a personal financial statement, right? They're going to want to see that you've done this for more than just a few months or a couple of years. They're going to see, you know, a reputation with your peers, you know, with with people around you in a community, and so this all stems back to if you can start out on the right foot, house hack, eliminate your mortgage, and become a landlord all in one. You have to live somewhere, right? You can do it all in one. You can build that reputation so that one day when you need capital beyond the you know the realm of the bank you know, you have that reputation. You can go to highly respected people in the community and say, hey, listen, I am a solid person to invest in, invest in me and my company. Um, And these are the kind of things I like to get through to people is like, listen, house hacking isn't just about house hacking. It's about so much more than that. And, you know, I know a lot of people in our community get that now because we talk about it a lot, but it really is very, very important
2: yeah this is interesting, because we never talked about this before in the show. You know, obviously, private lenders and people are willing to give people money to invest are going to be looking for a specific type of person, character, skill set. But what kind of characteristics are you personally looking for in someone that is willing to give that money that is a private lender? Is there anything that you think people should be like on the lookout for when they're trying to find a private lender?
0: Yeah, for sure. A, you also want to be connected with people that have a high reputation. You know, like that, that was always very important to me, no matter what it is, people that have borderline reputations, whether it's, you know, in real estate, as an agent, whether it's an investor, whether it's, you know contractor, whatever it is, stay away from people that have, you know, borderline character flaws, you know, and in the sense that of partnership, right? Like I always look for character over anything else. Like if you do what you say you're going to do, no matter what goes down, right. When, you know, and this is what I think about too, when I was taking on money, you know, okay, that's great. People out there might have a lot of money right now. What happens when the world gets turned upside down? What happens when COVID comes out of nowhere? Right? Are they going to panic like you know CNN and 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 Fox News and like all the major news media talking about the you know the skies falling? That happens in financial markets. You look at two thousand eight, right? Like MSNBC and all that. Like they were all just screaming, you know, the world's going to fall. Well, that was the you know even in 2012, you know there was still this panic around real estate. Real estate will never rebound. Well, that was the greatest time in the history to buy real estate, and that's what's always going to happen, right? That that that's just human emotion and effect, and and they're playing on that. You want to find people that are level headed, no matter what's going on. They maybe even they've been through 2008, right? Maybe even they've been through some of these things, and that's why I chose the private money lender that I chose. Uh, this is probably one of the you know top three respected lawyers in in the county that I'm in. Um, he's represented every municipality from all the districts within my community. You know, as far as like working directly for the government uh, in regards to all sorts of different case law, you know, he really understands not only my community, he's very well respected, you know, and, and and so I chose to develop a relationship with somebody like that. And that's how I, you know, that's how that's what I look for in every situation I'm in is always character first. You know, what's going to happen when things go bad? Because it's not if things are going to go bad, it's when things are going to go bad. And bad can mean a lot of different things. It doesn't just have to be in economic terms. It can be within a deal, right? Like what happens if you're in the middle of a flip and something horrible happens, you know, which always, there's always something that goes wrong, always. And it's more than one thing that goes wrong, right? It could be, you know, electrical, you have to redo all the electrical. Well, if you get somebody that's, you know, a very anxious person and gets hung up on every little detail, well, when that happens, who's going to pay for that cost, right? Like you have to be able mm-hmm. to see beyond the things right in front of you. And so that's a skill all of in and of itself. But when you're looking for private money, I'd advise people always look for character first, because money, you can always find more money. You can't always find more character in individuals. And then, you know, work with people that have a solid reputation. Who do you know? Ask for a few references of people that they've that they've lent to before. How did that go? You know, I, I always say go and network with the top. If you're trying to take on private money to flip properties or whatever. Go to the top flippers, help them out in whatever way you possibly can. And eventually, you know, ask them, hey, who are you, who are your lenders? Do you mind sharing one or two of them? And, you know, go and contact those lenders. That's always a great way. And and by the way, that's what I did. You know, I developed a relationship with perhaps the top flipper in the area over the course of a couple of years. And eventually, you know, I took on the same lender that one of the same lenders that he has. So that's how that works in real estate. You know, you just you find people that are doing it uh, better than you are. you you just network with them, you help them in any way possible, bring them a deal, just you know be their gopher, whatever it is, and then eventually you know ask for relationships that they have as well.
2: Cool, what about the individual side? So the person that's seeking out a private lender, we talk about how important it is to have a track record, but these lenders of high character, besides a track record, what else are they going to be looking for in that individual? Yeah. So,
0: I mean, they want a track record, but they want a, obviously a lucrative track record, you know? And so, you know, when I approached this particular individual, I took a personal financial statement, right? It, it listed everything right down to, you know, what was coming in, what was coming out every week or month, I should say, right? Like, all right, we have for mortgages, you know, here's here's the dollar amount we that goes towards mortgages, PITI for all of our properties. Here's all the money that's coming in from all of our properties. Here's all the money that goes out in in my real estate uh, agent, you know, brokerage business. Here's all the money that comes in from that. Uh, here's all the money that goes out for our flipping company. Here's all the money that's come in for our flipping company. Here are the individual properties that I have flipped. Here's the money that I bought it for. Here's the money I put into it. Here's the money I sold for it. Right. Here's uh, you know when I went to this particular person we had just bought a property that all, pretty much all the top three flippers in the area that this lender happens to know too, they all passed on this property. Uh, I didn't because I have an in-house construction company, and so we took it on, and we had phenomenal numbers. Right, we we made ninety-eight thousand dollars profit. Right, and so I I took that deal to him. Hey, listen, all the people that I know, they all passed on this deal. We didn't. We got it done. We got all of the permits. Here's all the permits. You know, I brought the permits with me. All the work was permitted uh, by the state, by the by the local township. We end up getting a phenomenal and and buyer that absolutely loves the place. You know, and you just bring those kind of details. Hey, this is how we do it. We do things right. I know that you're a solid character person. We also have solid, you know, high character, you know, and things like that. And I brought in some references, you know, these sorts of things, you know, references probably go beyond even, even if you're only done one deal or one house hack, you go and you bring references, you know, your boss, you know, if you're religious, maybe, you know, somebody in a religious, you know, field, maybe you're. Real estate agent or broker, maybe your lender or broker, mortgage broker, maybe your CPA, you know, whatever. Maybe they can write up small letters for you, just saying, "Hey, this person has character. I was, I was with them. They were on time, no matter what it was." You know, you can bring in obviously credit score and show, "Hey, listen, all my bills to get paid on time. I got good credit. Uh, All these sorts of things lend to the." realm that you are who you say you are and you're going to follow through on whatever you say you're going to follow through on. And that's the biggest thing. No matter if you're seeking out someone or you want someone seeking out you, you want to be known and you want them to be known as people, no matter if things are going good, or if things are going bad, that you're going to do what you're going to say you're going to do. And they're going to do what they're going to say they're going to do. And if the people listening, if that can be your motto for no matter what it is you do in real estate. You're going to do very, very well because unfortunately, a lot of people in the industry, whether it's investing, whether it's in the agent side, whether it's a lending side, they tend to take on, they tend to be known for people that maybe don't follow through exactly how they say they're going to follow through, especially when things aren't going well.
2: Cool. I mean, it's a lot like applying to a job, right? You know, your financial statements uh, showing that you're doing everything right with the permits is sort of your. Resume, you know, your references are there to speak on that you can actually do those things at a high level, Um, similar to a job. You know, they're validating your skill set and validating your character. It sounds a lot like applying to a job, which, you know, when people are going to go out and seek these private lenders, I mean, they should understand and treat it the same way as they were going for their dream job. Taking on the right
0: partners, no matter what it is, whether it's lending, you know, like that's obviously very important, but I just can't stress enough that it might seem like it's a horrible, you know, I get this question a lot. Like, you know, obviously real estate prices are at all time highs. Um, Should I invest? Is it a good time to house hack? I guess it, it always depends on what someone's personal goals are, what they want to do. But it, the majority of people that come to you and I that ask that question, they at least express the desire to be legitimate real estate investors, real estate entrepreneurs. They're going to be in this game for you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Right? And if that's you, if you're out there and you say, you know, I want to be a legitimate real estate investor, I want to be in this industry for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years... Then it's always the right time to house hack because here's what we're doing. Number one, we're attempting to eliminate our mortgage payment. How, however, we do that, whether we rent by the bedroom, whether we rent individual units, getting a two unit, three unit, four unit, or if we do a combination. And, uh, you know, I put a lot of people into properties where they run a duplex, they rent one side out and they rent a bedroom or two out on their side, right? Like, no matter how we do it, that's the end goal. But you have to build that track record at some point, and if you wait until the economy is down, well that means that lending also is going to get constrained. You know, you, you may or may not be able to get lending at that point. And so you know, there's always pluses and minuses to being in the high market and being in a low-end market. Uh, but to me, no one knows what's going to happen. I've literally heard ever since I got started in real estate back in 13,14, every single year, you know, the top pundits, Robert kiyosaki, Peter Shift. They're always talking about the economy is going to crash and, and it may or may not. I mean, I'm not on one side or the other. I see, you know, the perspectives of both people, but I don't think if you're trying to be a real real estate investor for 10, 20 or 30, 40 years get in, find the good deals in any market. And when the market does go down, you'll have the track record at that point to take on private money when the banks can't fund you, to take on hard money when the banks can't fund you, to continue to grow your portfolio, to continue to control, uh, to grow your real estate investing career. Because if you try to get into it when the market's down, you don't have the track record to be able to go to people and say, hey, fund my deals. And that's where you know I think house hacking really has the ability to help an individual that wants to be a thoroughbred real estate investor, it helps you get started, it helps you build a track record all in one time, and it helps you when the market does go down and inevitably it will at some point, or at least slow, significantly slow. And we're already seeing it, by the way. We're already seeing days on market increase, right? At one point, days on market in my area was in the single digits. You know, now we're, well, now we're up to the 20s, you know, depending on, of course, which individual market around my area, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at, you know, maybe 20 days on the market, and and so we're starting to see the market stabilize which is a good thing. At some point that stabilization will turn into, you know, at, at least getting creeping up into the point where it's kind of a mixed between a sellers and a buyers market. We'll see if, you know, some of these foreclosures and and things like that have any significant impact on real estate. But when that does happen, you have to have a track record if you want to continue buying because banks aren't going to be lending to first time investors. I tell you that much right now based on what happened in 2008. Um, and so I just I'm just such a huge fan of of the idea of house hacking. Uh, obviously, you and I are living proof of what it can do. Uh, and you can always pour gasoline onto the fire. But if you you pour gasoline on a sand foundation, eventually it's just gonna crumble, right? But if you you know have a solid foundation in real estate by house hacking once or twice, you eliminate a lot of your your expenses. Then when things do go south or you want to grow your real estate portfolio, all you have to do is get the right connections and you know you can watch this business exponentially take off and so that's that's you know just a the theme of this this podcast here just really want to be encouraging of those out there that are still considering getting in just do it find the find the best deal you can find right now and if, inevitably at some point the deals are probably going to be you know uh, more abundant Uh, At some point in the next five or 10 years, you know, we'll see uh, more of a buyer's market probably, you know, but waiting until then, it's very unlikely you're going to be able to ever time the market. And people have been trying for, you know, eight years now since I've been in real estate and I just, I haven't seen it work out yet. And it's probably not going to work out anytime soon. So yeah, that's my advice.
2: Yeah. We're running out of time here, but you know, for some closing thoughts, you know, just that foundation is what's going to be how you accelerate your success, right? So getting into a house hack as soon as possible, forgetting about the market and all the noise around timing in the market and whether it's going to crash or go up or not, if you can find a property that's going to eliminate your mortgage payment or get it down significantly to where it's only a couple hundred dollars a month, you are going to be able to free up so much money to move forward with everything else. So build that foundation. House hacking is nothing more than a means to an end for us. We're not going to house hack forever. We're going to house hack until it makes sense for us to not house hack anymore. You know, people buy their dream homes by house hacking, people have dream homes that they don't pay mortgages on because they house hacked multiple times for many years, they went into that dream home, and then it was able to cover that payment. Or they've started businesses like you and got into private lending and commercial buildings and have started flipping businesses because of the experience they got from house hacking. So house hacking is a means to an end, but the sooner you get in, the sooner you're going to start to see that end.
0: Yeah. And one thing uh, before we go here, I just want to encourage everyone, if you're thinking about house hacking, reach out to us, let us know what market you're in. We'll plug you into everyone we know. We've had a lot of success last year and, and, and this year, plugging people in, whether it's real estate agents, whether it's lenders, whether it's just people that are house hacking, no matter where you are in the country. Um, we've been able to, generally speaking, be able to plug you in with people. So if you're looking for a real estate agent, if you're looking for a lender, if you're looking for people in your market that are also doing the same thing that you're doing reach out to us. We'll let you know. If you happen to be in in Michigan, um, Drew and I, Drew's in Grand Rapids area. I'm in Metro Detroit area. Uh, There's a a base of house hackers in in our communities. But if you're in, you know, Texas, California, New York, Florida, no matter where you're at in the country, reach out to us. We'll try to plug in with anyone and everyone that we know and uh, just help, you know, uh, solidify this community, help us grow together. Cause we're not, not All days aren't going to be good days. You're going to have bad days. You're going to have second thoughts. Is it really worth it? Having the right community around you is going to enable you to be able to follow through on your house hacking goals and get to where you want to be in real estate.
2: Absolutely. Thanks for joining us, Brad. Look forward to seeing you next time.